Blog Talk Radio. Evening to you, Block Talk Radio Nation. You are tuned into Upon Further Review. I am LeVar, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host Katie. What's up, Red? Oh, it's it's up, man. What a week. <laughs> I called her Red because if you haven't seen the picture of uh Katie on at Katie Hahn dot uh come on over on Twitter, you'll know Katie has red hair. I love the Very new picture, by the way. Thank you. I love the hair. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and of course you can always catch us at uh, newscommentbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page and on Twitter you can either catch Katie at Katie Hahn or you can catch me at newscommentbtr and uh, I guess we'll start right away with uh, what's going on in the wonderful world of sports over in Jolly Ode, England uh, where Serena Williams won her world entirely yesterday it was Roger Federer Repeating Andy Murray, uh, four six seven five six three six four. Uh, Federer picks up the seventh Wimbledon title, and I have to say, um, I guess it, 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 his win, um, I guess it pretty much brings about this weekend that the old guard isn't leaving anywhere just yet. Absolutely not. Tied with Pete Sampras for the most Wimbledon wins. Beating the number one in the semifinals, it was a great week in tennis. Plus, the Olympics are coming up for these guys anyway, so they'll get to play. Yeah, uh, do you think that his back will hold up? I know he had some issues with it in the first and second round. It didn't seem like he had any problems here in the last two rounds, but do you think nope. it will be an issue for him? You don't think so? Nope. Nope. Ah. I'm a Federer lover. I'm going to be rocking some RF gear here soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want your Nike sweater. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I love Nike. Good thing for him, he wears Nike, so I can just keep sporting it. Good crazy. Um, in NASCAR, in case you missed it yesterday, it was Tony Stewart winning at the uh, Sprint Cup Series. They took a fantastic finish there, which sounds like a huge crash, but uh, he actually uh, pulled it out. Ted Potter Jr. wins the Green Beer Classic in a playoff over Troy Kelly. Uh, Charlie Belgeon and Charlie Wee finishing tied for third there. WNBA action, Seattle beat Phoenix 83-68. Tulsa over Washington 78-62. San Antonio beat uh, New York uh, 90-41, and it was Los Angeles over Atlanta 79-63. Now, I didn't do any I didn't do one thing uh, on purpose here, and that was baseball, because there's such a uh, busy day here before we begin the All-Star break. Is it really a break? No. <laughs> it is for fantasy, but it is not for baseball play. Yeah, it, it's for fantasy play, yeah, not for baseball play. There are two games still going on. Two games, you say, Lamar? Yes, two games. Uh, Minnesota and Texas. Uh, Minnesota was leading that one 3 1, but now, for some odd reason, Texas is tied that one, and we're in the top of the 10, 3 all on that one. Um, 
the Yankees are just, <laughs> if you're Boston, you can't wait until New York leaves town, especially yeah. Andrew Jones. But yeah. the Yankees Calabri Boston right now, bottom of the seventh. That is uh seven two New York. Andrew Jones on a hot streak. I think this has been the week. If you're if you've been either a former Atlanta Braves player or a current Atlanta Braves player, uh, you've been in luck this week in regards to the long ball. Uh, you look at Andrew Jones. I think he's hit about what four in the last couple of games. It's about time. He's not over and done with. He had a lot of home runs under for my Braves in the World Series to be exact, but. He needs to pull it together. He's got that big old swing with a big old hole in it, and he'll chase anything down and away. But I'm glad he's starting to hit the long ball again. The in the schedule today, Tampa Bay rallied four three tonight. They beat Cleveland seven six. It was Detroit seven, Kansas City one. Home runs from Young, Fielder, and Peralta. Uh, Cubs blanked the Mets seven to nothing. Cristiano Castro with a three run home run. Ryan Dempster extends his scoreless inning streak to 27. Now, you know, I'm a little mad because I actually – yeah, I had Ryan Dempster on my fantasy league and dropped him because he was stinking up the joint. Yes. Well, that's no, that's good uh... the Cubs never win. One minute you think, oh, these guys are pretty good, and then on the next minute they go one and nine. <laughs> well, if it's, yeah, if, if it's one thing I've learned now is that uh, you cannot really depend on Cubs pitchers, uh, i.e. Carlos Marmol. So, uh, going on, <laughs> Ryan McCann on the fourth day in a row with a home run. Atlanta beats Philadelphia 4-3. It was Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh crushing San Francisco 13-2. Andrew McCutcheon, two home runs. Uh, Colorado beat Washington 4-3. Washington was actually up 3-1 in the eighth inning in that game. Lost it. Colorado came from behind. Milwaukee uh, took 10 innings, but they beat Houston 5-3. Slugfest here in the Windy City today. Wind was blowing, and the Blue Jays and the White Sox were going all over the place. Blue Jays, though, in the end, hit four home runs, and uh, they beat the Sox 11-9. Good news for the Sox out of that one. Jake Peavy, I guess the All-Stars are uh, taking Jake. Keep going. Absolutely. I liked that when I heard that one today. Yeah, and uh, he is uh, replacing C.J. Wilson. St. Louis over Miami 5-4. It was the Angels blanking the Orioles 6 to nothing. They got home runs from Pujols, Ivar, Trout, and Trumbo. So I guess their hitters now are coming alive there out in Los Angeles. So look out, AL West. Oakland beat Seattle 2-1-13. Going back to that Angels game. You know, it... It was a matter of time, I think, before everybody got on track. Is it too yes, late? Yes, picked in the West, slow? and they've been kind of off and again, on again. They just got to pull it together. Yeah, and they they are pulling it together. Pitching's coming right. You know, Weaver's doing fine, and everybody's doing all right there. So, uh, Cincinnati beat San Diego four two. Arizona over the Dodgers seven to one. Arizona rookie. Uh, Trevor Bauer, six uh, Ks and a walk, finally picks up win number one for him. As we said, Minnesota and Texas still tied there in the 10th, and the Yankees in Boston late, but the Yankees are leading that one. So with that, and with that scoreboard going, I guess I'm going to now ask you the question here. We are pretty much the all halfway mark. Um, and now we're going to play prognosticator here. Uh, normally everybody always likes to have their mid-season awards. And um, I know you've watched quite a bit of baseball here. 
Uh, who are your early line picks for like the awards for like Cy Young or MVP? If you want to go manager or rookie, that's fine. But the major ones like Cy Young MVP in each league. And I'll start with that question first because I also have a second one. But who are your picks? For Cy Young, I'm kind of tossed and turned between two people in the AL and the NL. Um, they're leading, leading what? I have a feeling you're going to say Justin Verlander, aren't you? Yes, um, but I think it, well, he's leading in K's by far above everybody in the American League. His uh, record isn't the best, um, but he's up there, number four, I would say. that I'm going to kind of go with Jared Weaver and Chris Sale. These are my number two, one and two. I like you, Darvish, and I like Verlander, but I think you, Darvish, is going to get the rookie of the year. Uh, okay. You don't think that? I don't think so. Uh, actually, looking over at the AL, I'm actually liking Mike Trout to edge you, Darvish, for rookie of the year. If um, he keeps playing the way he's playing, but if you, Darvish, keeps knocking people out of the park like this, I don't know. I, I ate that you, Darvish, Kool-Aid, and I like it. It tastes good. I, I know it, but I'm going to put this stat out there for you. And when I think MVP, I think of someone that makes a difference. And if the Angels continue to win, and if they make the playoffs, I think Mike Trout will get the edge, and I think he will also get MVP, and here's why. Before his arrival on April 28th, the Angels were 6-14. and 14. They are now 40-23, and 23, and even though his stats aren't like MVP stats, you have to admit that his arrival alone has pretty much, I guess, ignited that uh, lineup, and they are now 40-23, and 23, best record, you know, in the league. I mean, yeah. 10 home runs, 3 RBIs, 3.48 average, but I like him to get the Rookie of the Year and the MVP award right now. He is my early line favorite. You Darvish is close. He is pretty much second on my ballot. I agree mm-hmm. with you when it comes to the AL Cy Young. Actually, my first, if I have to place the first place ballot, I'm going to, yes, I'm going to be a homer, and I'm giving it to Chris Sale. Yeah. Um, and I'm even giving Robin Ventura Manager of the Year right now. It should well, be Sox finish first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, was they're pretty more. much ahead. Aren't they, like, seven games ahead in the Central? Yeah. Uh, it's, and I think it's less than that. But I, I know they're ahead. But it's it's pretty much – they didn't expect <laughs> – nobody expected the Sox to do anything. Yeah, nobody nope. expected the Sox to do anything. So, I don't know. Um, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. Yeah, I'm with you, too, with Cy Young. I'm so tired. Justin Verlander, it's one of those things now where it's like what Barry Bonds was back in the early part of the decade. Minus Sterling. Yeah, minus (laughs) Sterling. Where he's so ridiculously good, he's always a contender for the award. Yeah, but if he was on the White Sox, he'd be barking up a different tree. No, No, I am with you, though, in terms of Justin Verlander. Actually... Justin is second on my ballot for AL Cy Young. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very tough. And the give the edge to Chris Sale is only because the White Sox are doing better. You well, know? yeah. yeah. But Cy Young doesn't um, have anything to do with teams and wins. It has to do with being the best pitcher overall. I mean, he is one of the best pitchers in the AL right now. Would you not yeah. agree, Chris Sale? No, I agree. Yeah. He's it's 10 and 2. I think he's right up there, top three for me. Yeah. 
so I, it was tough, but I, I gave him the edge, just like with Drew Darvish. It was tough, but I thought Mike Trout might get the edge only because he's ignited this Angels team now to the best record. You know, uh, Josh Hamilton was another close one in that one for me for the MVP. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, it's very tough right now. So. Yeah. MVP is always hard for me to judge at the halfway point because people are starting to, you know, when it gets towards the end of the season and, and postseason push comes, some other people are going to, you know, I know it's yeah. the entire season, but I know that nobody cares until the All-Star break. Pretty much. And I think that's why, you know, Robert Ventura, it was one of those things where I, some people have mentioned him, but I'm actually looking to at Buck Scholes in Baltimore, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only, isn't he only two games out of first? Born in the Yankees? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. not that far out. Nope. Uh, over in the NL, who did you have for your halfway mark awards? Um, for Cy Young, um, I definitely got to throw out there for R.A. Dickey. He's 12-1. and one. Um, mm-hmm. Tons and tons of Ks. He's second, I think, in Ks. Um, behind Strasburg, who, yeah. coming off of Tommy John, is just killing it this year. Um, so those are my top two. Um, third, I would give it to Gio Gonzalez. Um, mm-hmm. He from Washington is just slaying. Twelve and three, whip at one eleven. I just, it's hard. And and the, and the Nationals are doing really really well now. My Braves are yeah. coming up, and I just want to say that they're climbing the ladder. Um, it's tough. I I can't even pick MVPs. And rookie of the years, it's hard for me right now. Without a clear cut, I just Shall off I help to you. you out? Yes, <laughs> off to you. You tell me what you think. Well, NL Cy Young, I agree with you. I'm going with R.A. Dickey right now. Twelve and one, two forty ERA, 122 strikeouts. How could you not? Yeah. Uh, Gio was a uh, second, uh, pretty much in my value on that one. Uh, MVP. I'm going outside of the box here. I'm going with Andrew McCutcheon from the Pirates. Yeah, they're right doing now, they're killing it in the central. Yeah, right now he has them up in the reason being sixteen home runs, fifty four RBIs, a three fifty six average, which is insane in this era now, the era of the pitcher. And he is just propelling that team to you know, great things here. And if you look at the Pirates, they are at a point now where they haven't been really since ninety two. You know, no. the, the, yeah. <laughs> for the last late last century. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the manager of the year, I actually think Clint Hurdle probably uh, for the Pirates. You know, Ricky, I'm actually going to help you out here. And I'm actually on the Bryce Harper train because I think he will continue <clears throat> to be consistent here the rest of the year, and I think that he will get it. One's an easy go with. I just, uh, I don't know. i got, I got to watch him play the rest of the season. The way people are yeah. drinking the, the off-tar Kool-Aid for this fool, you know. Hopefully yeah. he can keep By it together way, for yeah, I was going to say, by the way, too, my runner-up MVP vote, Joey Votto. Yeah, heck yeah. Go Canada. <laughs> Didn't know you had a baseball player. <laughs> of course. Uh, but you found it hard for you now, didn't you? Hmm. It's funny that I would. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you, though, and you, Darvish. I mean, I, I like what Darvish is doing. The only sad thing with this is that I think that the good edge here will be that Mike Trout is in a larger market with L.A., and I think, you know, the fact that, you know, they've got this guy at sports area pushing him out a little bit more than Darvish, I think that yeah. might 
me to lock me in, especially if he continues to do well. And he might be the first rookie with it. I think Freddie Lynn and um, uh, Ichiro to win the MVP and Rookie of the Year. So, yeah, uh, that could happen. Just saying. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> just that famous, famous Twitter hashtag, just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Want to talk a little bit about the NBA this week because uh, I think you need a scorecard to pretty much figure out who's going where. And yeah. I know it's confused. If it has confused you, you have to go to NBA.com. I think they have an actual rundown. But um, I'm going to try my best here to uh, at least go through some of the main ones. I'm not going to go through like who signed where and did everything else for you. But I guess I'm going to ask you this question: What move this week? And actually, by the way, before I even go to that question having the back to me for actually predicting that Deron Williams would sign with the Nets before Tuesday night, and he did it. I think that signing Joe Johnson had a whole heck of a lot to do with Darren Williams or Deron or however anybody else wants to say it, signing with the Nets. And I guess I'm going to ask you that because you bring up a good point here. What moved this week? set up the team to do very well next year. Now, was it the Heat signing Ray Allen? Was it the Lakers getting Steve Nash? Was it the Nets getting Joe Johnson and resigning to Ron Williams? Or was it the Knicks getting Jason Kidd and matching the Rockets off with Jeremy Lin? Or has the best move not occurred yet? I, I, I hate saying this, but until Dwight Howard finds a home, I'm still going to go with the Nets. Um, Ray Allen definitely filled a very small shooting guard hole for the Heat. That is definitely true. I think Jason Kidd and, and getting matched for, for Lynn, that's great for the Knicks. I still don't think that that's going to pull the Knicks out in the East. I know that they're talking about getting Marcus Camby on board, too, but he's old to me, and it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I, at the Hornets um, signing, getting from the Magic Ryan Anderson, I think that's pretty good playing alongside Anthony Davis for some years might make the Magic actually – getting their lottery pick first a contender, but I still I still feel good about the Nets. And I see something here tonight uh, on ESPN about sources that the Celtics are serious suitors for uh, Courtney Lee. Yes. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Of course, and, of course, the big thing here about Kurt Heinrich committing to return to the Bulls. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's... I, you know, I'm kind of with you. I'm on this fence here until I find out where Dwight Howard goes. Because yeah. you got to admit, as much as you hate to admit it, that that is pretty much the big cheese in this whole free agency deal. Yeah. Does he go to New Jersey? Does he go out to Los Angeles? You know it's going to be one of those two places. Because and it's, it's not going to be. Yeah, and wherever he goes is really going to solidify that team as the number one in the east or the west, wherever he decides to go to. The one thing that I hate to say on that, though, is that I think that even if he goes to Brooklyn, I still think the Nets are the second-best team in the East. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. It's like if he goes out west to the Lakers, yes, that, that makes the Lakers number one. The only thing I think about the Steve Nash thing when I first heard it, and like I said, call me crazy, but I was like, it doesn't really help because both he and Kobe have gotten a little older. If this was like yeah. seven – if this was like seven years ago, yeah, I'd be it's all totally Yeah, yeah. And I, and I know you hate saying that because 
Steve is from Canada. But, uh, <laughs> I do, I do enjoy the Canadians, but I don't like the Lakers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm now going to ask you to put on your, uh, bring up your crystal ball. When does Dwight Howard find a home, and who or where does he go? When is my final day for free agent signing? I believe it's it's got to be in the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, I thought they couldn't sign till the 11th. Does it close out before July is over? It's something like that. So it's, um, you know, but you think that this has got to be handled soon or sometime yeah. soon or does this go into the beginning of the next season? I just, they're keeping it pretty tight-lipped because he, we would already have leaked something about where Dwight Howard is going. And he had plan out said that he only wanted to go to the Nets. So if Dwight Howard doesn't go to the Nets, I kind of like the Heat getting Ray Allen. Better than Jason Kidd going to the Knicks and, and better than, you know, I, I think that that's it. The Heat are going to come away running with it in the East. That brings up my other question here. And uh, I know I'm pretty much old school, and I think I saw an interview this past week on ESPN. They were interviewing Larry Bird. And I know he didn't like the idea of players dictating where they go, uh, ganging up to all play on one team, and, you know, uh, kind of like the Heat. He came out, I mean, he pretty much said what he said. Because, you know, back in the day, and I think even Michael said something, and I think even Larry had said it. And I think even Magic, too. He said, you wouldn't have saw me go to play with Larry or with Michael, you know, just for the sake of getting a ring. Do you think that it has gotten bad now to the point of where players are trying to dictate where they go, go with their buddies so that it stacks the odds pretty much and it makes the NBA really only like a two- to three-team per conference league? Absolutely. That's exactly what it's doing. And it makes it less likely for people to want to watch money-grubbing Basketball players that just want to buy themselves a ring. Yeah. It's so your commissioner, but your commissioner, and now this is the iffy thing, how do you stop something like that? Because you really can't. I mean, it, it teams, Well, you they know, put out they that can... salary cap to sort of do that, but it doesn't stop people from shortening up their bench with no names. Yeah. I don't uh, know how you put a stop to that besides sitting down with owners and, and agents and saying, well, this is this is not good for basketball. It sure is. Yeah, I was going to say, at the end of the day, your teams like, you know, your low-level to mid-range teams, you know, you're going to get taught. It's kind of like now, I think, in some ways, well, all right, I'm going to get probably calls from people in New York. But (laughs) it's kind of like now with baseball. I can only take so many Yankees or Red Sox games on ESPN. On Sunday Night Baseball, yep. I can only – it's like I want to see, you know – the Rangers or the White Sox or the Angels or, um, or you know, the Tampa Bay or, or somebody else. Just somebody else for a change, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's going to hurt your ratings that much. It's kind of like with the NFL back in the day and, you know, your primetime game or your Monday night game always seemed to have either the Cowboys or uh, the Steelers or, yeah. you know, somebody else. Like, put somebody else there. And I think that's why the NFL went with that flexible schedule, which is what I love. But yep. it's getting to a point now where, you know, your weekly game is either going to be the Heat or 
<laughs> the Lakers are pretty much are the Knicks for now the Nets. Well, and it's hard for people like myself who live outside of where my teams play to to catch them all on TV unless I buy the package that, you know, DirecTV gives me or whatever. And I do that with football because that's how it is. I don't live in the yeah. area in which my teams play, and I don't think that should falter how I watch sports on television. I mean, I'll watch whatever game is on. That's not a problem, but you always have heart to want to watch your team play. Yeah, it's just uh, it's one of those things where it's getting very disturbing now um, how the NBA is going. But um, we'll definitely be looking to see where... You'd, you would think David Stern will put the kibosh on this, man. He's like just as bad as Roger Goodell at making things the way he wants. But Felix sits back and says, whatever. And then these other two are out there shining the throne. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, something's bound to happen here. Uh, real quick, I know uh, we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about this much, but this week the uh, – and we'll talk about it a lot more here in the next coming week or two, and hopefully we'll talk a lot more about the Olympics coming up. But uh, speaking of basketball, <laughs> U.S. men's Olympic basketball team was announced uh, yesterday. And, uh, you know, it looked kind of funny to me that, uh, you know, the, the – standbys that uh, were in the last one aren't around on this one, of course, we're talking about uh, uh, but there, there's upgrades. You know, I, I know Russell Westbrook uh, a huge offensive upgrade over Jason Kidd um, and a few other players who uh, made the squad, but is it me or do you think if you're probably, say, uh, Oklahoma City, if you're a general <laughs> manager, and you see three of your players make it or if you're in the Miami Heat, you see LeBron James, who just came off a pretty long uh, postseason and season naked. Are you kind of cringing? <laughs> I hope not. I just all of these other teams from all these other nations bring out their pro basketball players. It's very seldom we see somebody get injured. Um, but you, you kind of have your wallet sitting right there on the ledge, hoping nobody steals it. <laughs> Either that or you get one of those troll dolls at your desk and you just keep uh, rubbing the hair. Just you bit. rub the little jewel on their belly and stroke your hair. Of course. <laughs> like yourself a psychic that tells you, oh, no, 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 everything will be fine. <laughs> you'll bring the gold metal so. back and you'll, you'll burn it down and you'll fix so many rings with it. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope when the Olympics comes around, all this... Olympic jazz comes out of everybody, and everybody will be on board. And nothing happens. Huh. There's so much more in the Olympics than basketball. We should be focusing on that. Hello? Oh, I love it. Love it when Blog Talk Radio does that. Um, last few minutes, unfortunately, uh, got cut off, but um, I was actually going to ask my co-host if she had anything else to say this week, and uh, there she is. What's up? <laughs> wow, I don't even know what happened there. I was like, hello? You know, this happened Friday, and this happened again tonight. I don't think the folks at Blog Talk Radio uh love me too much. but um, I wouldn't imagine so, but you'll get a little wordy, I'm sure. 
They're going to make me go through a two-minute rant on cutting me off right before the show ends. And, uh, <laughs> yes, we may be moving over to another uh, router here soon. <laughs> either, either that or that, uh, that midnight virus is trying to hit or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get a virus. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a couple of minutes. Anything or any shout-outs you want to make for this week? I'm just super excited about the next tennis I get to watch because the Federer being number one again in the world of tennis at almost 31, it makes me makes me love tennis like I loved when Pete and Andre played. <laughs> no, I'm going to ask you real quick. This victory today, where does this rank Federer on your greatest list of men's tennis players? Because I actually have to I'm, actually think about that. But go top ahead. five. Top five. Make your top five. Bjorn, Boris, Andre, Pete, these guys. Well, oh, there. Oh, you didn't say Jimmy Connors. No, this you said mine. <laughs> Jimmy has the most. My decisions. I was gonna say Jimmy has the most tour wins. You <laughs> said my favorite. Yeah, I know. Federer would have to play pretty much another seven years and average two wins a year to catch up to Jimmy. That's how much Jimmy has won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't say most winning. You said how much I enjoy these tennis players. And I hope that everybody noticed that I didn't mention any women. <laughs> well, no, I said uh-huh. men's tennis players. So I, uh, you know, I, know. List. I couldn't yeah. tell you a top five women's players. Well, real quick, I could probably tell you too. Graf, Navratilova, uh, Williams. You can go also with either Davenport, who won a lot. You can even go with Kim Kleister, but you can also go way back, and you can go to Billie Jean King. You can go to yep, Helen I know her. You can go, okay, so you can go to a lot yeah. of ones, sir. There's a lot there. Start watching. There's a lot of and I just didn't seem to follow any of women's tennis when it's on. Oh, yeah. Well, the clock on the wall is telling us it's time to go. We're going to get Katie to watch some more uh, women's tennis and uh, uh, watch it during the Olympics. And next week we'll actually start talking Olympics here. It's almost around the corner. So uh, with that, uh, that's it. Yeah. Done. (laughs) So I will see you next week, and we hope to see all of you next week for another, I guess, again, exciting edition of Upon Further Review. Have a great Uh week, everybody. Bye.